Raising consciousness and awakening mankind. This is End of Days Radio. Hello, everybody, from the broken ruins of Babylon. This is End of Days Radio, and I am your host, Daniel, broadcasting to you all the way from the shimmering Emerald City right here in the heart of the Pacific Northwest. Hello, how are you? Today's date is, of course, I have to double check that because I forget, it is... It is Friday, November 26, 2021. It's the day after Turkey Day. It's the day after Thanksgiving. And what a Thanksgiving it was indeed. As you may remember, I recently went through a big move and I haven't even found all my stuff yet. A lot of my cooking stuff and my utensils and my bowls and my pots just aren't available for use yet so i couldn't really i like to cook right and i could not really do my usual thing i could not cook like i wanted to i could not have the thanksgiving dinner that i'm used to so what did i do i'm ashamed to admit it but i went and got some kentucky fried i got some kentucky fried chicken i got some a bucket of chicken and some mashed potatoes and some gravy and that's what I had. I had, well, I did get, my, I had my own stuffing. I had my own uh, coleslaw and my own corn. But other than that, everything was just purely from KFC. And I, the reason I did this was I found out in Japan, they actually do KFC like that every year. They only eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. <coughs> So my voice is a little bit gone, unfortunately. I've been doing, as you probably know, I've been doing tons and tons of interviews lately. I just did another one on Instagram, which was a little bit different. I had to set up my phone with a stand, and it was actually all broadcasted through Instagram. Very different than anything I'm used to. But I'm trying to you know, make myself more known out there and, and market and, and uh, you know, get my general thesis out there. So you might notice a lot of interviews with Daniel popping up in the usual places where you get end of days radio. And I I hope everybody enjoys those. I hope it's not really annoying because I know anytime I change anything, I get a lot of Daniel, what are you doing? Why are you changing your show? Your new show sucks now. (laughs) You know, I get a lot of that, but there is no new show. Basically all you're seeing is, two accessory things I've added to this show, which is um, I, if I go on a podcast, if I go on another show, I prefer to simulcast that way. Everything gets distributed even better. Right. And you would think that it would be annoying to people simulcasting. Cause it's like, Oh, you're putting my show through your channels. No, no, no. That's a good thing. If anybody comes on my show, 
I, I used to get annoyed when they would tell me they're simulcasting. I'd be like, oh, why are you doing that? But now I totally get it. It just means more for everybody. It means people get more of you through whatever channel they're listening to the shows they like in, right? They get sold on you. So simulcasting is actually an awesome way to do things. And that's all you're seeing is me making appearances, you know, promoting this show. So it only helps this show and, um, you know, pr promoting myself and my upcoming works and things like that. So don't freak out just because you're seeing me appearing on other shows. That's not all that's going to be going on with end of days radio. That's not, that's just one thing that we're doing. And the other thing that's throwing people off are these Friday night open line shows. Again, this is not a new format for the show. It's not the new show. There's no new show. The show's going to be the same as it always has. It's going to be great guests being interviewed and, you know, the ability to call in and ask questions and things like that. That's what we do here. We put on great interviews, right? We peel the onion. Uh, you know, a lot of people have told me I'm the best interviewer in, in conspiracy radio, and people tell me that stuff. It's very encouraging. I mean, there's a lot of good people out there. I don't know if it's true. But anytime somebody says that, I, I take it as a great compliment. So we're going to go ahead and keep this open line things going. And it's, it's again, it's an accessory. It's something that's being added to the show. It's not, this is so that on Friday nights, we all have a place where we can gather. And this way I get your input. If nobody shows up, if nobody comes on air or calls in, that's totally fine. It's going to take a while to get some momentum going and to build a crowd, and to get consistent where people know you can call in the show on Friday nights. You can appear on it. You can All you need is a webcam, and your webcam is going to have a microphone, or you can use a better mic, but really anybody can come on the show now on Friday nights and just have whatever you want to say because a lot of people want to comment on current events. A lot of people want to give their political opinion. A lot of people have some type of information but nowhere to really share it or you know, no platform to really share the smoking gun information that they've come across, right? So that's kind of what this is going to be. This is like our current events. Everybody gets together. The audience gets to kind of take over, and that's all it is. There, there will still be normal episodes of End of Days Radio happening, you know, throughout the week. Um, sometimes those will have to take place on Friday night just because that's, you know, what time we're getting together. So I'll try to always open up the lines at some point. But anyway, that call-in number, that is 209-348-9810. Once again, that's 209-348-9810. And you can call in at any time, of course, especially here on Friday nights. And also, you can just go to the, go to the uh, YouTube channel where everything's being broadcast. And you can just, if you scroll up in the chat box, you'll see that there's actually a link there. And if you click on that link, that will take you to the backstage area of the show. And from there, you will be able to actually join me here live on the program. So I want to get a little bit more housekeeping stuff out of the way before we start talking about current events and stuff like that. I have a lot to talk about. Um, this show is not at the normal time. It was announced kind of late. Plus, this is only the second time we're doing this. So um, it very well might be that nobody shows up and we just end up um, vamping on air for about an hour or so, which is fine because I already did the interview today and you know my voice box is a little bit spent. But the the reason why I want to keep doing these is because after the first show, 
after the first time we did the uh, open lines, I've been getting nothing but great feedback. Just hearing the same thing over and over, how great it is. I've been hearing over and over how much fun it is, how great it is, like how different it is. So based on the feedback that I've been getting for this Friday night open lines, it looks like it's here to stay. I think this is really something that's going to benefit the show. So based on the feedback, once again, I feel like we're definitely onto something with this. So I'm going to go ahead and keep that going. Unfortunately, something bad happened last week. And some of you already know about this, but we did have a flasher come on the show. And it was really sick. This person... I saw them down there. I saw their in the backstage area. I saw their image pop up. I was like, Oh great. Another person is joining the show. So I went ahead and I clicked on that person's name, brought him up on screen. And I had not seen the person's face yet, which was a mistake. It was the first time I ever did it. I, I didn't know what was going on. I just thought it was all innocent. Next thing I know, I see this guy on the screen and he's, <clears throat> he's got his penis out. He's, he's, um, you know, fondling himself. And at the same time, he's saying the N word and, you know, obviously trying to bomb the stream, trying to get things shut down. You know, you, you can't have racism on your channel. You can't have nudity like that, especially somebody fondling himself. So it was, it was an obvious attack on, on this show. And because of that, I can't just open the floodgates and let anybody come on now. I, I can't have that going on. I mean, yeah, I can go through and edit it out and everything, but it kind of takes a, once you do that, you lose your chat and it's, it's no longer the same live broadcast that you had. So I'm just going to make sure I see everybody's face and you know, nobody's up to no good. Nobody's trying to, I might only let people on that. I'm kind of a little bit more familiar with. Like if I know you're cool, I'll bring you up on camera. But if I've never seen you before, I mean, <laughs> You know, it, it could go either way, basically, but I'm not, I don't intend to let any more of those people through. If they get, do get through, it's not the end of the world. I can go back and I can edit things out, but I'm going to do everything I can to not, because this isn't that type of show. Again, it's not, it's not really a comedy show, even though I joke around a lot. I try to crack a lot of jokes. It's, that's not the focus of this show. It's more of a, you know, a conspiracy show. It's a, it's a fringe rabbit hole show. We go down the rabbit hole and we talk about hopefully things that nobody else is talking about. Um, it always seems that whenever one of these shows, one of our shows is onto something or if somebody is onto something on social media, you have tons and tons of people that, of course, latch onto that idea. and They start to, you know, post things about it and try to pretend like it's theirs. <clears throat> that happens all the time. And, you know, I don't worry too much about it because there's not really a whole lot you can do about it. If people want to be lame copycats, you know, it becomes obvious over time who the originator of certain ideas are, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, uh, you know, complain too much if, if people are doing things that I know that I've done in the past. That, that's part of the reason for having a show like this. It's so that people that have new ideas can get their ideas out there and that those ideas can propagate. If you're too uptight about, you know, other shows having the same guests on and stuff like that, that defeats the purpose of helping those guests 
reach the, the mainstream a little bit more by having them on your show. So, you know, I'm, I'm mature enough that I don't really get like, get stressed out about stuff like that. I just try to put on a good program. And is this, is this show always five out of five stars? No, it's, it's, there's a wide range, but that's how you kind of tell what works with your audience. If you have a show do really well and you get a lot of feedback on it. Okay. Um, one one thing that I did that was probably probably hard for a lot of my listeners, I, I I can get very stubborn at times, and I can just you know insist on doing things a certain way. But one thing I do regret is taking away um, a, a lot of that fan interaction because you know years years later I can see how there's other shows that have that. And my show doesn't, and it feels like it's missing something. So I want this show to be the go-to place for people that have some new piece of information, something new to share, some opinion. I, I actually want this to be the place that people know that they can come to. Okay, mo- moving on from that anyways. So in a nutshell, Friday night open lines. We're here to stay, baby. We're going to do this all the time from now on. Other housekeeping stuff, um, you know, the website, very important. Website is where you can see the schedule for the show, get caught up on past episodes. I know the show's everywhere. I, I can't sit here and plug everything all the time. Like, oh, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, follow, follow me on this and that. It, I'm on too many of those places. It's annoying. I'm not going to sit here and repeat myself. So I just say go to endofdaysradio.com and from there you should be able to get any information you want about the show. Um, as you know, we're on more platforms than ever now. We're on Spotify. We're on BitChute. We're on oh god, I, I don't even know the names of some of these places. But I'm not going to just plug all of them. Just say go to endofdaysradio.com and the reason why I want you to do that is there's certain things you can only do from the website. Like if you want to make a donation, as I told you before, I'm moving into a pure donation type of format for this show. So I, I would like to be totally supported by you guys. I, I live a humble, very humble lifestyle. I'm not into flashy gadgets and fancy cars or anything like that. I basically just need enough money that I can pay my rent and buy food. And then I will in turn spend the great bulk of my time working on this show and producing a show that hopefully meets your guys' ex- expectations. I mean, I, I, I do it all for you, and I ask you to make the choice to pay me. You don't have to, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to do anything to get this show. That's the nice thing about it. I will never charge you. I'm never going to go behind a paywall. I don't believe in that. I I can barely get enough people to listen as it is. I'm not going to go behind a paywall. Even if I was huge, I still want to do that. I think it's a dick move, you know, the bait and switch. So for me to make any profit off of this show, you know, as opposed to no one, no one's going to sponsor this show. It's too crazy. So if you wouldn't mind, like the donate a dollar, $2, $3, $4, get it enough for me to buy a beer. If just, you know, uh, 20, if this show got big enough that like 20 people were donating 10 bucks a month, well, that's great. I mean, that's 200 bucks that can go to my rent. I'd, I'd hope to be able to make an actual paycheck from doing this. I know that there's people out there that do that 
And those are the people that keep me motivated and inspired. I like, for example, the other day I hear about this kid, he's got a show just like mine. He, he goes through Patreon or something like that. He's bragging about making $700 a month. That's freaking awesome. I'm not jealous of this dude. I'm proud of him because he's inspiring me. If he can do that, who knows? I could probably do even better than that. Uh, do I need to improve to get there? Probably, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be able to put on this program multiple times per week for you guys. My goal would be three shows per week, and I'm, I'm going to try to inch my way there. And there, one of these shows is going to be open lines. It's going to be about you guys, and then the other ones will probably be you know stellar interviews like we've always done, and we'll open, up, open it up at the end. So if you wouldn't mind, go to endofdaysradio.com, click on that donate link. From there, you can donate with PayPal, or you can send me some Bitcoin. I love Bitcoin. I mean, ooh, if you aren't in, getting into the crypto, then I really recommend you get into the crypto because that's where everything is headed. The Great Reset, Hot Cha Cha, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so a couple more things with the housekeeping, and then we'll we'll get into it. It looks like we got Dave on tap. He's getting ready to jump in here. But uh, I want to talk about the schedule. So, again, we're doing this every Friday. And I've got a, a bunch of guests I'm working on getting on here. But for now, I've got Todd Armstrong. He is the gentleman that I was just interviewed by on the Godcast. This guy is pretty interesting. Like, he was interviewing me. But, he, like I said, he's the host of Godcast Goodness Over Darkness podcast. And before I went on his show... I thought he was going to be one of these like really hardcore Christian sort of people, you know, that gets mad if you talk about stuff that's not actually in the Bible, like if it's extra biblical. But after going on a show and talking to him, I was like, whoa, okay, this guy is more of just a general researcher. He's talking a lot about mud flood. He's talking about ancient alternate history. He's talking about things that I like to talk about. So I have a feeling he's coming on 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 uh, December 1st at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I believe that's a Wednesday. I have to double-check that. Let's see here. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. We're going to do that at 5 p.m., and that should be a good show. This, Unfortunately, the video got spoiled on on his interview with me without simulcasting, but it, the interview with the video should be popping up on his channel, so you should be able to still see that. Um. And besides that, sorry. So his name is Todd, and doing that. And then probably the rest of December, I'm probably going to try to line up some good interviews because I, I've been going on a lot of shows, and I, I tend to, like, give the same interview. I'm That's something I'm working on, so I don't want to bore you guys to tears by doing that. So we'll put some good interviews together. Uh, one, one guy I'm talking to, I'm really hoping he comes on. I'm trying to find somebody that's an expert on celebrity cloning and just general celebrity Illuminati weirdness. So I'm going to talk to this guy. I'm going to try to get him on. But if you know anybody that would be a good fit for this role, hit me up. Shoot me a shoot me that person's info or what, what you know of them at DanielEndOfDaysRadio at gmail.com. And, of course, go to the website. Join our Discord channel. Go to endofdaysradio.com and join our Discord channel because hey, that Discord channel, it's starting to be cracking already. I mean, this is like our hidden little backstage area where we can say all the things that we don't want to say publicly. 
like things in the news that we're not supposed to talk about. If you just want to talk smack, if you just want to ask me questions, personal questions, if you just want to behind the scenes of what's going on in my life and the show, make sure you join that Discord. Go to endofdaysradio.com and click that link that says Discord. But I digress. I just blew 20 minutes just housekeeping. I hope I didn't bore you guys to tears, but this stuff's important. Let's go ahead and talk about some news. Let's bring on Dave. Let's see how he's doing. Hello. Hey, Daniel. How you doing? Doing good. Glad you're able to make it this evening. I thought I was going to be all alone oh, yeah. for a second there, which is fine, but it looks like I don't have to be. No, I would never do that to you. So, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I heard some of your uh, some of your intro, so it sounded like you had some tasty things to eat so that's good yeah it was okay i mean i did get kfc so i got the chickens that are not chickens i believe they're like they don't have feathers and they have like eight wings and they glow in the dark it's something crazy like that i i hear all kinds of scary things but it tasted great (coughs) no no complaints here i think kfc is fine yeah we yeah, KFC is not bad. It's like uh, I prefer some things from Popeyes, but uh, KFC. Oh, Popeyes! Oh. Always, always pretty good, um, consistent food there. I, I, I went to Thanksgiving yesterday. That was with my cousins and my aunt at <clears throat> my aunt's house. That was interesting because okay, so I've been dying to tell you this too. It's like uh, so. We're, this is, we're at, it's after dinner. It's only about six or seven of us. And my mother, who's in her 70s, and my aunt, who's in her late 60s, all of a sudden they start asking each other if they think aliens are real. And they start talking about the possibility of aliens. And I'm like, this the way this conversation started is so hilarious to me, first of all. But, uh, yeah, they started having this, like, this existential conversation about freaking aliens in the and then I didn't say anything. I wanted to interject. I was joking around with him. I'm like, ah, the aliens are just communists. Don't worry about it. Like, there's no such thing as aliens. Anyway, but I was just joking. But um, the funny part is that we were that we were just a, a couple, an hour or two later, we're just talking about something random. And then somebody brought up that JFK's assassination uh, anniversary was recently. And I'm like, oh, JFK is not dead. He just became Jimmy Carter. And I pulled up that picture because there's there's a theory out there that JFK is Jimmy Carter, oh, and wow. um, and there's a side by side picture of the two of them. And if and this is what people always do, because much like your thumbprint, your ear is everybody's got pretty much a different ear. You know, what I mean, everybody's got in uh, it's a, it's like a snowflake almost. <clears throat> And so um, I'm like, look at the ear, look at the ear. And it's, it's an identical match, I'm telling you. And the mouth, and then, and then my aunt was looking at it. She's like, ah, shut up, Jimmy Carter's uh, not JFK. She goes, shut up, Jimmy Carter's not JFK. Jimmy Carter's not JFK, right? <laughs> Holy shit, is Jimmy Carter JFK? And like the progression of just like the cocktail of confusion and anger sort of came over. She's like, no, what? And then like we brushed it off afterwards, but I already know the, pl- the seed's been planted. I mean, people think about this with the, <clears throat> with Jordan Maxwell. Like people think that Jordan Maxwell 
is Bill Cooper. I don't okay. know if you ever heard of that one. Yeah. I love these. These are my favorite ones. We got this guy in our Discord server since you were mentioning it. By the way, go to End of Days Radio Discord server. It's a great one. Um, we have one with this guy in there. His name is Riggs. He's like obsessed with this, with these like doppelganger type things <laughs> where like they don't, you know, if you, <clears throat> if they have to use you as a fall guy, they don't really kill you like Epstein. They just fake your death and then turn you into somebody else. But like, you know, Bill Cooper and um, is a spitting image for Jordan Maxwell, dude. And it's crazy to me. So yeah. I love these little ones. I know you're a big uh, Eminem is a clone guy. Yeah. This is a little bit different, but almost seems like it's like the first version. It's like the 1.0 of the clone. You know what I mean? Like like what the PSYOP was before the PSYOP became, all right, we're just going to straight up clone you now because we could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been I've been talking a lot about the Eminem clone stuff over Twitter, learning quite a bit about it, but I haven't really been able to express any of this through my show yet. Like I don't, there's no guests that are really looking into it like I am. So I was thinking about just like putting together an hour lecture or something with slides and be like, yep, this is the Eminem I know. Notice how his ears aren't pierced. This is the real Slim Shady. And then this is what happened later on. And the, here's him holding up his little rehab coin that has the Illuminati pyramid on it. He's covering one of his eyes. You know, there's all kinds of little evidence type of things like that. But, uh, it, you know, it's it's hard finding guests, guests like the When you start to, like, do your own research, it becomes harder to find guests that stimulate you. It's like, okay, I feel like I've I've covered most everything and I've gone so far down the rabbit hole. Like, how do I not make this boring for myself while not making yes. it go over the heads over, like, anybody new that's going to listen and just be like, this is some crazy bullshit. I don't care about this. It's stupid. It's not real. Because you constantly get that when you do this type of show. You get the, you know, like like people that are, you know, friends of mine that are more into other things. Like, they're more into comedy or they're just, you know, they're not really that woke to this stuff. They, they think my shows, they think I'm a bullshit artist, basically. They think I'm a freaking con artist. And that's not really the case. I actually believe in the stuff that I talk about. Now, is some of the celeb stuff maybe a little exaggerated? Like when they say Kim Kardashian is transgender and stuff like that. You know, all the moon bump stuff. I Wait, the what stuff? Well, there's this dude the... on a bit shoot. I think his name is uh, Magnolia something, something another. He's He's like this African guy. And he makes a lot of really cool videos. He made this famous one about George Floyd being like a total fake person, which made a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and then he, so yeah, go on. Yeah, he made one about Kim Kardashian, and I guess there's this thing you can get that, um, it's like a fake pregnant stomach, and a lot of these female celebrities wear those like. Megan, you know, from the Royals, Megan, uh, whatever her name is, Megan, uh, Megan Royal, what's her bitch ass name? Um, she's, she's been said to have been wearing a, yeah, Megan Markle. Thank you. Megan Markle. It was on the tip of my brain. Megan Markle. I, I apologize to uh, the Markle family for that one, but she was wearing a moon bump and there's pictures of it like sliding off of her. It's just like a fake pregnant belly. And there's all these pictures of Kim Kardashian supposedly having one on. And this, it's so funny because this guy keeps saying, look at this picture. It's another moon bump, a moon bump. And every time I see Kim Kardashian now, I just start hearing that voice echoing through my head. Moon bump, moon bump. But 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you mean now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but the so, thing, all right, go on. I'll tell. I'll tell. Yeah, the the thing with Kim Kardashian is she did a sex tape. So if she had a wiener, you would think we'd see it hanging or flashing by the screen or something like that. But at the same time, they didn't really show her crotch during the sex tape. I'm pretty sure. So it kind of leaves it a little bit open still. That's a good point. I don't remember seeing snatch in her. Hmm, maybe a little bit. That's a good point. I'm, I have to go back and look, I guess. We'll have to go back and investigate this. Um, <clears throat> okay, so lot, there's you said, you said a lot of stuff here, that a, a lot of which I agree with, and I've actually been going through in my own crises recently, which is like, you know, as like a guy that like really has enjoyed the conspiracy for lack of a better term community and I, I i lean into the term conspiracy theorist i don't give a fuck i lean right into it call me that i don't care truther whatever the fuck you want to use i don't care but um so for i mean 20 plus years i've been following the community the people the people who i think might be shills the people who i think who are might be good and um you, there's a tons of so what I've realized is that the conspiracy theorist, your regular old conspiracy theorist out there, doesn't really like it when other conspiracies mesh into other conspiracies. They, they seem to get kind of frustrated or offended when that seems to happen. <clears throat> and what I've realized now, like through different types of conspiracies being psyoped or co-opted, um, in my personal opinion, you know, like a lot of times, like we'll see a really good quote unquote, like we know Pizzagate probably existed. It probably was a thing. It probably it's satanic. These things exist. And I think people saw that kind of hysteria and what kind of numbers those topics brought up. And eventually every new conspiracy led to, you know, child satanic pedophile or a pedophile regular human tribe like every single thing led to that and it's like okay like is every like everything's gonna lead to that really so that's one thing <clears throat> now whether or not some of these things do or don't is not really the point that i'm trying to get to it's more like you can see where the disinformation is really set in there <clears throat> that's part one part two of my what i'm trying to say here is that like as a guy who tries to do his own show as well like as a host I'm not necessarily really good at like going on to other people's shows because I'm not really like a researcher. I've done all the research through the years of all this stuff. I find it how I find it. I don't necessarily go on these big long digs and stuff like that as I probably should be because a lot of time I do sound ill-informed. Let's be real. But it's like, no, like, uh, I, you know, I, I want this stuff to be entertaining to me. And if, if it's going to lead me into a dark place or something like that, I'm like, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to go down that hole if I don't want to. And some people get offended at that. And it's like, it's not about the entertainment. It's about, you know, the truth or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, whatever, dude, like <clears throat> make conspiracies fun again, whatever. But the, um, so I'm always conflicted, like as like a host that I don't, <clears throat> I, I try to get more now. I, I'm, I try to. I try to search for like the philosophical or the ideological connections between things. And 
That's what I enjoy. And find little nuggets here and there in places that you wouldn't really necessarily think to find it. Because you always find like these little things in the places, like the real truths in the places that you're nev not necessarily looking for it. Like th an example I always bring up is like this recent thing with like how you mentioned the mud flood stuff, right? So yeah. like there's a whole, there's a whole genre now of, <clears throat> of, of like um, civilizations that came about 10, that like died off like 10,000 years ago. We go, we can, there's a whole long list of them. Like the younger Dryas, like the ice age things. Then you get the Tataria things, which is like the melting of the whatevers. And then people say coronal mass ejections. And then people say the Sphinx is, you know, 40,000 years old or 20,000 years old or 10,000 years old. Uh, and then, so you've got all these different layers of where people are looking in hardcore. Like you got people like Randall Carlson who are like literally going out into the field and looking at geological structures and looking at it from a quote unquote scientific basis. And then you have other guys like the people who look into Tartaria where they're like looking at pictures of things and seeing like, look, this is a melted building. That's now looks like a mountain or whatever they do. And it's like some of that stuff, like the Tartaria stuff, it's like, like we've talked about this. I think even on here, we've talked about with a certain guest that we will not name that like had that Tartaria stuff kind of sort of lead into maybe a little bit of white supremacist. We're not really sure like exactly where, how that happens, but you see, that's like a thing. That's like, you see like all these other Tartarian sites start to talk about this RH negative bloodline and it starts to cross over into other conspiracies. And it's like, you're just kind of, it feels like you're just kind of mishmashing everything now. And so that's where I kind of have to take a step back and be like, look, let's, I'm going to, I'm just going to find it how I find it. I'm not going to go on 4chan and start doing these deep dives anymore. Let, I want somebody to present the evidence to me now, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. And what you said about the mud flood type of research, that's that's actually hilarious to me because first, let me preface this by saying I love mud flood research. I think it's got to be like one of the coolest, most fascinating things, especially how it just feels like a lot of regular people are the ones making these discoveries because they're not tied to the mainstream academic Western materialistic science and the colleges, the universities and the the organizations that are owned by Rockefeller and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, they are just regular people. But with that comes a lot of like, kind of like foo-foo sort of stuff. Like, you know, what you're saying about, oh, this melted rock, this was a giant. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, maybe it could be a giant or it could be a melted <laughs> rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could literally be a melted rock. Like like the other but day I was talking to this guy, you know, the guy was at the beginning of the show, I was talking about him. His name's Todd and you know, really cool dude. Like I really enjoyed going on the show. I'm scheduled to have him on this show. I'm going to do like a round table with him. Um, you know, he's like a Christian guy and, and all this, but um, he's way outside the box. And, he, you know, I'm talking about like Illuminati, life extension and vampires, stuff like that. He brings up Nick Cage and he's like, yeah, there's all these pictures of Nick Cage in the past. Like maybe he's immortal or something like that. And I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, but I mean, I, I hate to have to be the skeptic here because I hate skeptics, but isn't it more likely just like a guy that's kind of has the same mold? Like we like I could Dave, I could find dudes that look like you in old pictures in the 50s 
I don't think that it's you. I'm not like, oh, Dave, I should talk to him about that time. He was, he, <laughs> he was next to the yeah, USS Liberty. Count St. Germain and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go and start saying you're a time traveler just because I see like a picture that looks like you or a lot of the mud flood stuff. Like, literally, couldn't it just be that the, a lot of these windows were just built a certain way because they, you know, they wanted to have a window down at the ground floor level. It's not necessarily a building that got swallowed up. Or if it did, maybe it, it's just natural erosion because buildings do sink over time. I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. Look, look, I I don't know if we're on a spinning ball hurling through space around the sun, going a thousand miles and whatever the fuck that we do. I don't know if that's true, but I know that like when I pick up this lighter and I stop pick stop picking it up, it falls to the floor. So just in that sense, like everything gets pulled down to the ground. So like even if you just think that, even if it's if the thing's 10,000, 5,000, 20,000 years old, it's just like naturally it's going to be pulled to the ground. So it might give off that look of melting. I don't know. But like there's just lots of even from a, a simpleton's um per, like a simpleton's mind, like that can actually happen. Pressure meditation. That's Riggs. This is the gentleman that I was actually telling you about that got me into the uh the uh the um you know the ears and making sure that uh shout out to Riggs. check out or shout out to Riggs, dude. He's he's got a great flat earth uh he's in a great flat earth discord channel and round table as well, so Get up there, baby. The earth is a battery with an up and down. Okay. Look, see, exactly. I'm a simpleton here. See, that's why I need people like Riggs to actually come on the show and explain these things to me because I just, I don't have the wherewithal to explain it. Hey, can you keep the time going for once again? I got to do one thing real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I feel the same way as Dave. Like, for example, what we're doing right now, I like it because... A lot of times we have a guest on and the guest is just kind of telling us what is and what's what. And, you know, earlier on when I was doing this, I would get intimidated by skepticism. It's like, oh, okay, somebody's going to say something scientific. They're going to eat all these theories alive. They're going to tear everything up. But the thing is that you don't, if you really believe in what you're doing, if you believe this stuff is real, there's no reason why you need to back down from it whether it's flat earth or it's creationism or the existence of demons or the existence of, you know, mud flood, you, you got to kind of be able to back up what your thesis is. And I feel like my time spent, you know, going over a lot of this stuff on social media and things like that. It's, it's, it hasn't destroyed my belief. It's just kind of strengthened it because it's, it's given more backbone to these, crazy things that i believe like okay i'm back yeah like flat earth for example um the people that are really good at flat earth like um you know the famous guy famous dude that um you know wears dresses and whatnot sometimes eric dubai uh not there's nothing wrong with that of course um he can he can kick some ass in a flat earth debate and i've i've known other people like him that actually can I've had times where I was on Twitter arguing with like five or six different people at once, getting a little bit overwhelmed, but at the same time, holding my own enough that they're getting frustrated and they're attacking ad hominem, calling me names, saying I'm a flurfer and an idiot and this and that. 
but it's it's those times when you see the the authenticity and reality of this stuff if i'm arguing with an uh, aeronautical engineer or a college professor and i'm holding my own in a debate and i'm i'm not even college educated i'm an idiot compared to some of these people if i'm able to do that then there's something wrong there's something wrong with the globe earth model and space and et cetera, et cetera. You, you can, you can see it if you, if, if you really just keep going, you know, don't, don't stop. There's, there's no globe earth argument that can't be countered by a flat earth argument, or at least I haven't really heard one yet. Maybe, maybe some of the stuff with the satellites is hard to deny, but other than that, it's just, you know, it's circular. It's infinite. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to catch you. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't really know where to go with um, simulation Earth or flat Earth or anything like that. I just, I, I always say this, like that's like the last one that's going to be hard to convince me of, and just because it's like at that point, if if they've been lying to you about that, it's like, well, you got a lot of explaining to do. At this point, I don't even, I don't even care if the Earth really is flat, because then it's like. Damn, it's like I'm in more of an existential crisis in my head now because of, like, wow, like it's just everything's a lie. I don't even know. So that's the last one I'm holding out for a little bit. You're going to need some real convincing to get that one through me. But I'm open to it. I go, wow, that's, uh, I don't know if that video is real, but if it is, it kind of does look like the sun is getting smaller instead of going over the horizon. So I don't know. I don't know. And I and this would be a good time to kind of switch topics. I do have some things that I brought with me. You know, I, I like to put a little plan together. You go in without a plan. It's not very smart. That's how you lose wars and battles and whatnot. So um, obviously the first thing I want to talk about, and is it a good idea to talk about this? Probably not. But I just can't imagine not touching on it because it's the big news story for today. And that is the the new COVID variant. The new, uh, now they're calling it the Omicron strain, and it pretty much caused the economy to crash once again, and they're saying we're headed into a new phase of lockdowns. Um, If you are somebody that follows this stuff and follows me and my program, you'll probably be thinking, well, this is just the same thing you've been talking about, Daniel, where they're going to keep coming out with new strains and at the same time blame the people that aren't getting vaccinated that way they can make it seem ever more dangerous and put ever more psychological pressure on our friends and relatives to kind of kick our butts and put peer pressure on us to get vaccinated uh, you know waking up to that news story it's not that surprising but it's still horrifying because it means that we're headed into the next phase of all this bullshit and if you've been paying attention to what's going on in australia and new zealand it's positively terrifying. Pretty much all of our worst nightmares are coming true. Yeah. Okay. So I get, I, I, first of all, my hearts and thoughts go out to all the Australians. Every single Australian I've talked about, I've talked to is like, yeah, yeah, that's going, it's always going on in some other city that they're in. They're never, it's never going on in their city. So there was like, yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's whatever over here, but over there, it's really bad. Anyway, so, uh, you know, I hope now I want to say I read somewhere that like, if we were doing this with the flu, since the time that we started like keeping track of the flu variants, like we'd be on the fourth or fifth rendition of the 
alphabet already. Like we are, we have already gone through the alphabet four times, the Greek alphabet. So like we'd be going through alpha, beta, gamma, delta, delta, nu, mu, omicron, whatever. And we'd be already on like the fourth or fifth rendition of this because that's how often these variants change. I mean, they can't call it a new one until they find it out in the wild or whatever. And um, yeah, I think it's all bullshit. Not to say that it's not a real disease. It is a real disease. But, um, and it does, and I got it. And it didn't really feel like a flu or anything. It felt like something different. Um, <clears throat> but that's really the only opinion I have on it is that. And it's like, if you're probably not obese or really old, you probably won't die from it. Um, and these are just kind of the facts of what it is. So I don't agree. My biggest thing are the mandates. Like this has gotten pretty crazy. And it's gotten to the point where it's just accepted. And even if you were to come out today and say, all right, nobody has to wear masks anymore, there'll still be months before people stopped wearing masks. Months and months and months, probably. So, yeah, it's a dirty cycle. Um, this is definitely more about government control than it is about uh, health or science. I, I, I'm, um, uh, I, not, the word's not offended, but, um, you know, I hate the idea of trying to, use the term trust the science politically like that's such a that's such a psyop itself so um yeah abolish the government and um defund all the police in the world so that's all i say i, d I definitely mirror those sentiments the, the thing about it is like a lot of things go through my head and i wonder Okay. On oh, hold up. But when I say defund the police, I mean defund the police and make private security is what I mean. There, there should be no reason why the government should have a monopoly on security in this world. That's what I mean by it. Um, the fact that we have, you know, so that's what I mean. I, I don't mean we should have um, people running amok with no security around it. I just mean your neighborhood should have a security guard. The building that you live in should have a security guard. The store that you go to has a security guard. The block that you're on has a security guard. The shopping mall that you have on has a security guard. And these people are more than capable, real security, more than capable of um, protecting. So, yeah, that's what I mean. We shouldn't have a government monopoly on security is what I say. I, I definitely want to touch on that. But, um, you know, with, with this whole COVID thing, you have so many different camps and so many different beliefs. Like you have the people that are telling you that there are no viruses at all. Viruses do not exist. They've never existed. The entire concept of a virus is a conspiracy. There's no way that anybody could ever get a virus. And I've definitely got into it with some of these people because I don't, I don't specifically agree with that. Uh, and then you have the other side. I lean more towards this side, the type of people that are the people that are saying there is a virus, but it was cooked up in a lab. And basically what they're doing is they're releasing strains that are worse and worse. Like every time it actually is a little bit more what they say it is, it's a little bit more deadly. So by the time that they actually come out, the really deadly stuff, they, they're going to have a certain amount of measures in place. And they're already going to have the public convinced 99% of the way so by the time they release the actual deadly strain, which is just basically designed to scare the living crap out of anybody still resisting 
going along with the way of things going on with the great reset or the new world order, et cetera, et cetera. There's not going to be very many left people left to pick off. Um, then there are no viruses thing. I, I find that to be kind of dangerous because like, what about chicken pox? You know, they, they tell me, Oh, chicken pox is a bacteria or something like that. But okay. Then why, you know, it, it does. If you keep going down the list, it doesn't really yeah. make sense. I, I believe that viruses are real. And not only that, I don't believe it's that hard to genetically engineer a virus. And in addition to that, I think that there's something about the way that I think that they can create a virus to go after certain, like certain people, you know, like let's say they want to get rid of yeah. black people or they want to get rid of Arabic people or Asian people or, or Asian American people. Yeah. or white people or white people. Yeah. Like, like you were talking about earlier. Like there's a lot of people, contrary to all the evidence out there, contrary to what what the people that actually rule the world look like, there's people out there that believe the white race is being exterminated as we speak, and <laughs> you know it's it's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, Christians and white people. Well, look, I, I I couldn't tell you whether or not I've never done the study on this. I don't even. I don't even know if doing the research on it will even give you the correct answer because personally, I think most research is is garbage and is manipulated and is made to fit a certain narrative a lot of the times because the people who a lot of times do this research either fund the research or do the research themselves or own the, own the thing that the building is in and the whatever and the charity and the this. And so it's like... I don't, I believe polls are bullshit. I believe like, um, <clears throat> these, uh, advertising numbers are bullshit. I think <clears throat> a lot of research is bullshit. We even know that it is since the 1960s when like big sugar did it and they, they, uh, made, made, uh, they like, you know, asked the research company to say, oh no, trans fat is the reason for, this not sugar or whatever the heck like that's like a real thing that you can go and look up like oh yeah they actually did this so i don't know is our viruses real or not i don't know i know that people get sick whether or not that shit's manipulated i wouldn't doubt it i wouldn't doubt it if there's nefarious people out there that would love to do this shit or have to do it to keep population control in their mind or whatever but like even like with this um like here's here's one that we like so going back to the interweaving conspiracies together thing it's like i always thought that like it was bullshit when um like these 23 and me's would come out right like all these 23 and me and whatever they came out they're like oh they're trying to it's the mormons they're trying to find the lineage of christ or whatever i'm like no they're not these guys are like trying to find out like <clears throat> what like what they're trying to find out like what you're immune to what you're not immune to they're trying to find like what drugs they can use in the future on you uh, to sell to you because they can see like how many people have heart disease or are gonna ha or are diabetic or are this and that and it's like all right well we're gonna use this information <clears throat> to like be able to fund the next generation of pharmaceuticals that's what I always thought it was and now it's like well maybe they were doing this twenty three and me and me's bullshit so that they can start seeing like what you're in immune to so. Yeah, you know, it. Th yeah, that's, that's a good know. point. It, it might not be, like, something crazy, like the bad vampires trying to kill the good vampires or anything like that. It There's a lot of evidence. I mean, you know, sticking to the 3D world, 
there's a lot of evidence that Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer and Bill Gates, they're, they're making a killing from all this stuff. They're making so much money. They own the, the, the vaccines, first of all, and then they owe the painkillers and the anti-inflammatory medications that you're going to need after your body starts swelling up. Like you got a thousand bee stings <laughs> and, and, um, you know, kind of kind of getting off this topic because I don't want to go go too much with this topic because it's not a good thing to talk about. <laughs> not not in this day and age. But um, I, I wanted to touch on what you said about defunding the police. So, uh, yeah, as you know, I live in Seattle and that's probably this city is like the forefront of where they've started to defund the police. And yeah, you know, I've had bad experiences with cops. I have found that. Most of the cops that I've had experiences with, I'd say like two thirds were bullies. And then the other third was like the let you get a jail, get out of jail free card type that are really cool. So those, that third of cops are freaking awesome. And I love those cops and all cops keep us safe. But, um, <laughs> you know, there's so much there. There's the race issue, like cops that are profiling people, you know, they arrest the black guy. instead of the white guy, they're more likely to, pull out a gun and shoot somebody if it's somebody dressed in baggy clothes that has more melanin in their skin etc cetera, etc cetera. i i totally get those arguments and i do support them to a degree but these liberal politicians in seattle they're out of their mind like they're they're taking stuff away before we're in a position where we can come up with something better they're, it's it's literally like they're just trying to sabotage us sabotage us here up in seattle they're trying to just rip our foundations out and put the average citizen in a, in a little bit of a state of terror because you know i'm kind of scared i mean after this kyle rittenhouse thing once the weather warms up is all that crazy chat i mean i i almost saw my city burn down i saw i looked at the horizon i saw smoke everywhere i thought they were literally going to burn my city down i didn't know what was going on and you know everything feels fine right now but all it takes is one little event and, you know, the, the, the Antifa people are back out there again, throwing bricks through windows. And, you know, I, I know a lot of that stuff is totally fake, but it, it's still terrifying because real people get caught up in it and the, and the real blood is shed and the violence is real. So I, I don't really want to defund the police. I, I'd rather they hire more police personally and, like, put them on every block right now because I don't feel safe. I mean, I, I, I'm a decent sized guy i don't you know I'm, i don't i'm not really like afraid for myself i don't carry a gun or anything but i've never really i don't i don't really feel insecure in that way like i feel like i can defend myself but lately i just i've been feeling kind of sketchy like i don't feel as secure as i normally feel i just there's homeless people everywhere and a lot of these guys are rapists like i hear time and time again about oh this woman was jogging through the park and this homeless guy, he was horny, and he grabbed her and he dragged her into the bathroom stall, and this and this and that and that, and you know that's terrifying for me because I think about my female relatives and I think about female friends of mine. Uh, you know, you, you can't go down to the park and jog because you got to worry about that one out of a hundred homeless guy that's like a rapist, and he's he's probably done it before, and you know some of them can be pedophiles and stuff like that. Um, I, I just want more cops ASAP. <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Well, look, uh, and again, I was sort of being a little facetious when I said defund the police because um, people don't really know what I mean by that. What I mean by that is like, look, cops get the brunt. They get 
the most flack thrown at them because they are the the visual aspect of the shit government that's behind them, which includes the process in which people are going go to jail and are prosecuted and become part of the system and probable cause cases and <clears throat> cases where, you know, you're not, you know, just the, the system itself, they're the, the face of the system in a sense. So all that hate and shit that like comes from the top down is projected directly on them. Now I want security in my life. <clears throat> I don't even know who said this quote, but there's a quote out there that says, the average man doesn't want to be free. He wants to be safe. So I personally also want to be safe. If I, it's just, it, what I don't like is that when they take, like, for example, Los Angeles during our things that were happening here last year during George Floyd riots and protests, our money is going to the police to protect the cities and the property and what do they do? They stand down. So that's unacceptable. That's when, uh, if a company were to do that to a city, they would be kicked out and then they'd get a one star rating on, you know, police Yelp or whatever. So capitalism, we need to use capitalism in the way that it should be used as if this is the type of system that we're going to live in, which is don't make government monopolies on things, including security. Military, we can start to have an argument about, okay, because there's certain things that have to agree. Now, I don't, I don't agree with everything that happens in the military because it's essentially ran by the intelligence state. So there's a lot to unpack there that like, I don't even have the knowledge to unpack, but what I can tell you about is on a local level with police and stuff like that, which is, yeah, like I want more security. But that doesn't necessarily mean more police. It could mean a situation like that they have in Mexico with that city. I want to say it sounds like Tehran from Iran, but like that Tehran or something like that. Like there's a city like that where they essentially kicked out the government and the cartels, hired private security. And now that now that city is thriving. So it's that's on small scales. Yeah. On small scales, it works. I don't know how it works on large scales, but doesn't mean, but like we, we, we don't, we're humans. We don't necessarily need to be working on a large scale. Like your, your ideology shouldn't be based on geography, right? So like this whole like red state and blue state kind of thing, it's, it's, that's not how humans, humans are meant to live in smaller, tighter knit pockets and groups that work with each other. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I, most police officers I've met are great. I, I, even though I've been arrested four times and gone to County four times and I've been through the shit system four that times. it is. Damn. Oh yeah. All for weed. Oh, that's damn. the most fucked up thing. All for weed. He broke bad a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Like the last time I went to jail for it was, for to county before it was um like 2014 or 15 like right at the tail end of when the feds stopped caring and the state really stopped caring about weed like because they've not cared for a long time but what would happen is if you get caught with like i got caught with eight ounces of weed which is not a lot of weed i got caught with eight ounces 
And what they would do is the police would arrest you anyway and then let the courts decide whether or not you're free or not to go. You know what I mean? Which is kind of a bullshit way because, you know, so because um, there's no uh, there's no ex- there's no like, you know, in, in in a lot of cases with this stuff, like you're guilty until proven innocent and whatever. So that even that structure starts to break down a lot when you start to hire private security because there's a compelling public interest to not only make sure that you're not going to be charged with anything until you're 100% found guilty because you're literally paying the bill, but also other people are paying the bill and want to make sure that their lives are safe. So to keep there's checks and balances everywhere, in other words, and it's on a much smaller scale with with you know a government monopoly on policing it's only a disaster because administrative it's basically administrative discipline um and it just gets cookie cuttered and it goes to other states and not all states and cities and towns and people should be governed the same because again your ideology shouldn't be based on geography it should be based on ideology like where you live should be based on or how you live should be based on your community and things like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can say for me, like my life experience has taught me that that the most minimum amount of discipline for anything is preferred because let me tell you, people hate like any sort of discipline. It, like, if like, let's say I'm outside smoking a joint and, and I mean, it's totally legal here in Seattle, but, um, let's say I'm doing it when it's not legal. And, you know, the first thing I'm thinking is what right does this person have to discipline me? I'm just as equal as anybody else. It's like a power thing, you know, like if, if, if I'm, if I join a club and all of a sudden the leader of the club starts power tripping over me and tells me I, you know, I, I, I can't come to the next meeting because I broke some kind of rule or something like that. People hate that shit. You know, people hate having any sort of authority in their lives because it restricts their freedom. So really the best political system is the system that's as most free as possible and has the smallest amount of of discipline and the smallest amount of authority. And that discipline has to be fair. Like you you can't freaking like whip people or put them in the, you know, what's the thing where they, they put you in that, that coffin and it's got spikes in it, the, man of iron or something like that um the iron yeah, maiden. it's like an old masonic thing too i think right yeah like the iron maiden like some of these ways that they would punish people in the past they're insane they're barbaric and that's everything that a crappy civilization would have that nobody wants to live in so you, you got to keep that in mind like even with your kids like I mean, your kids might annoy you and you want to reach out and like slap them and stuff like that, but that's going to cause damage and that's going to make them have weird feelings about authority. And you, you got to keep this stuff up. You can't go into a situation with ignorance and say like, Oh, you know, somebody like even inter-country issues, like um, things that happen on the world stage, one country attacks you. You can't always just go to war. Like that's the most immature, bad way of looking at foreign policy is like, is to be a, a warmonger because you're just going to create conflict and you're going to make things uh, way worse. But uh, hey, I want to switch topics here and kind of keep things moving along. Um, this happened a couple cool. of weeks ago, but uh, former President Donald Trump 
he announced that he's actually starting his own social media platform and it's going to be called the truth platform. And I wanted to get my thoughts on that real quick. Then we'll go back to you, Dave. So this truth platform, um, the first thing that pops up in my head is why didn't Trump ever go on a parlor? Like I was one of the early people on parlor and we were, everybody wanted Trump to show up on parlor. I mean, I'm not a Trumper. Like I think he's part of the cabal, but I wanted him to go on to parlor just to get more people onto there. So there'd be some alternative and maybe we'd have a platform where there's a lot of people on that actually works good and has a good app and stuff like that. But see, when I hear Trump's going to start a new truth social media site, a new truth platform, I start to think of what happened with the Capitol insurrection, where pretty much everybody was gathering and getting together and planning on Parler. And next thing you know, Parler got shut down. I already gave them my freaking driver's license. So then they get, you know, it's like freaking me out. I did too. Yeah. Like an idiot. Yeah, we gave them our driver's Possibly license. Possibly even my W-2 forms. I kind of remember at this point. Yeah, now they know. I'm like, I'm going to be verified on here. This is going to be my new platform. I'm going to go viral. Oh, God. And, exactly. And next thing I know, I'm in jail. <laughs> exactly. That's what, exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, here it's easier to get vi- verified. I'm a content creator. They're going to love uh, me out here. You're so stupid. <laughs> I got it made, guys. I'm telling everybody. <laughs> going par- next thing I know, Parlor shut down, and it's being associated with like this horrible event that the government's investigating. Yeah. And, and I'm just <clears> like, <throat> how can I trust the new Trump truth social media platform with what already happened. Um, do, you, do you have any thoughts on that, Dave? Yeah, I mean, with Parler, yeah, this is a great topic. I, I got so much to talk about on this. But, the, like, yeah, I was sort of the same way too. And, and Parler was cool for a little while until it got, you know, shut down. And it's still cool. I'm not saying it's not. But it's like, but the, there's, it's just, it's a little, it's still a little light on there. And they would have, they would have, um, yeah, they could have blown that out if, if Trump would have gone to there. And I think what happened was his people were kind of like, no, don't go on there. Um, you know, it's like, we're going to start our own. And then what you're going to do is you're just going to take, send people a parlor just to, just to what? Like, you know, not see a dime from it or like, I'm sure there's all, and apparently, and I don't know if this is true, but according to some people, you know, Jared Kushner was the one who said, no, no, don't go on Parler. And then there's also ideas that Parler might be tied to like, um, you know, Mossad type things and stuff like that. I don't really know. Um, I'm, I'm no longer really like, I just, I don't visit it just because the app kind of sucks and the website is kind of buggy and like the, the app I mean, the, didn't suck as much before the instruction the app it used didn't to work like five i know better. i know and it's just and it, so like now it's just like you know i've kind of just there's so many now too and it's like it's kind of hard to keep up with them that one will prevail i i'm i'm and it might be this new fediverse thing which is like you know federal federalized federalized not federalizing um like a federation type thing where it's your own decentralized website that connects to other websites once you have this coding and it basically essentially turns it and you're and that makes you eligible to join like their social media times square uh, not times squares but um um their social media like talking squares whatever they call it city not times square town square but like town square town square excuse me um so like yeah they, they and they they would have their versions of these things 
and it'll just be like my my website is connected to your website and it's connected to hundreds and thousands and millions of other websites and then that kind of but it's all a decentralized centralization so no one person can really be ever be kicked off you just block and choose who you want to see or don't want to see and that's kind of what the future is going to be like you won't ever need and and by taking out not only like by taking out the twitters and the facebooks and the instagrams you're not just taking out one middleman you're taking out like six middlemen you know what i mean like you're you're taking out like the the like you just you take you're taking out so many filters in the middle that you know either makes it become more expensive or makes it you know not worth the you know even like advertisement revenue and stuff like that like if like if you have a really good if you have a lot of followers on twitter right like you never really see too many people like okay hey i'm promoting this like you don't see that all too much because just because it's like it's it like Twitter was a good thing for a while and then now has become Instagram. So now you have to do another platform where you have to try to get thousands and hundreds of thousands of people to be part of their partner program. And here what we can just do is just all you're just your website. Boom. And then they can see how what kind of engagement you get from the different types of things. Maybe your pictures get more engagement. Maybe your posts get more engagement. Maybe your video streams or maybe it's this. And they can just invest in you. Or like they want you to do like a post and it's like it just puts everything in one spot. It's called the Fediverse. That's just the name of like the code that they use for the websites to put on your website. And essentially it's just like a way to connect and then you know you can get paid through there. This is like all kinds of different things. This is like on crypto blockchain, right? Basically what sort of, yeah. It's sort of like a blockchain type of thing. Um not necessarily a cryptocurrency or a crypto blockchain, but the blockchain itself, like blockchain technology is good in and itself. Whether or not you believe cryptocurrencies are good, cryptocurrencies use blockchain technology. This does as well, but it's in a different way. Blockchain technology can be used for lots of different things. Um, this is sort of like, oh, it's not necessarily built on a blockchain technology, you know, or blockchain tech is built on i want to say it's like html5 yeah it's part of the whole um iot thing the internet of things is what you're talking about this new way of looking at the internet and connectivity where basically all of our devices are going to be connected and there's not going to be just like like right now the internet is set up a certain way there's like core parts of the internet where the internet would not function without these like core hubs but the Internet of Things is going to work totally differently. Um, like this new platform, TLB Talk, the goal, part of the reason why I, why I support this program is be, and support this site and this platform is because they're talking about putting it on blockchain. And that's major for me because that means a lot more freedom. Now, does it make sense to me that we're switching to digital currency, which is tied to the Antichrist and Mark of the Beast and the Great Reset, and that's going to give us more freedom? Not really, considering the Internet itself was once the Wild West, and now it's turning into Skynet, and now they're watching us, you know, f- flap off uh, and 
and they can use any anything like that to blackmail us. I mean, it, it certainly pays to be shameless in this day and age because if you get caught doing something nasty, if you're shameless, you're probably not going to care. And that's yep. sort of the attitude that we're seeing is kind of a, a shameless sort of mentality. And that's, that, that's yeah. what... And that's why it's, it's hard to get really good comedians to turn over to the dark side because comedians are already so super shameless already. And that when they do turn over to the dark side, they're so transparently um, shilling for whatever the fuck that like, it's like, all right, well, you're just pandering and you're shilling. Like, it's obvious. But like, yeah, like actors and athletes and shit like that, like they fucking, they, they, if they, you know, if they get caught trying to, you know, if they ask somebody if they want to jerk off in front of them, like, you know, they're <laughs> never going to be able to play basketball because there's, you wouldn't going to do, you're going to go overseas and play, you're going to make a fraction of what you would have been making in the NBA. So it's worth it to either pay off people to keep it hush hush, which creates more secrets, right? It's like a, it's like a cycle of secrets at this point, even. So you either got to pay them off and look, dude, look, criminal activity alone, when you're rich and powerful, and rich and have connections, dude. I'm not rich or have connections. And I know for $100,000 in Los Angeles County, you could probably pay off a DA for almost any crime. So. No, I I totally believe it. Um, you know, getting on that topic of comedians, we, we've talked about this before, but like, to me, the, the funniest comedians were the edgy type of comics. And in this day and age where people are punished for for tweets that they made years and years ago or just things that they did like the Howard Stern blackface thing and, and stuff like that. Like I, I could see good reason to have all of, all of one's entire tweet history deleted and notice how Twitter, they don't have any expiration date or option to put an expiration date on your tweets. Like why the hell would that be? Who reads old tweets? That makes no sense. There's no reason to keep that data around. Nobody cares about old tweets. Nobody reads them unless they're trying to screw with people, unless they're looking for someone to crucify. Nobody cares about old tweets. All those tweets should disappear. The only reason your tweets don't disappear is so that they have something to crucify you with in the future. Well, Daniel, you might have something there. I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like that's not something. I've always personally been more on the side of, yeah, I mean, I'd rather it be around forever this way. If, like, I was right about something three years ago, I can go back and be like, see, motherfuckers, this tweet <laughs> aged well. Like, <laughs> My you know what I mean? Like, I was well. right about this shit. <laughs> but, um, but then again, yeah, it's kind of like a selfish reason just to, like, want it around in case I was right about something. Like, so... With that said, yeah, maybe they should just delete it, that shit. But, yeah, like, um, th- I mean, uh, I mean, this goes, this can go back to cancel culture and stuff like that. And it's like, only corporations really care about this shit. And it's like, they're being pressured by politicians to care about it because they don't want, like, and it's become like a culture of, of like acceptance within the communities or and this is a very big or or it's literally all done purposefully to piss people off and to further divide people on purpose so that they can either you know some people will say steal your louche which is like your energy soul 
or just to create a divide because a divided front is an is a is an un what is it a divided front uh, a house is, divided against itself yeah. has a harder there time standing which there is you go. i think abe lincoln Ba-boom. said that but it was originally something that jesus christ said he said like if, if satan, i believe it yeah if satan's against himself how can his house stand up but um hey i, I do want to switch topics again you know just to keep things fresh yeah. moving along um, i got one more topic i mean i gotta head out okay right on so i want actually you know what sorry me... sorry i'll two two more topics let me we'll let make me, it quick let me use a better one then because that topic is like it's kind of boring it was i was gonna talk about electric vehicles but instead i want to talk about this yeah, so... definitely not Next topic. <laughs> okay so good call there so um based on what's happening right now and the craziness in the cities and mandates and shortages and Blah blah blah. So a lot of people are talking about homesteading, moving out to the country, moving to the forest, and doing what's called homesteading, which is basically just living cheap, living off the land. Like if I was homesteading, instead of going to work, I'd get up and I'd feed the chickens, and I'd fix the fence, and I'd um, you know go hunting, and, and I'd do stuff to to benefit my home situation without having to like make very much money and not not having to you know exists within the rat race or the matrix or society or whatever you want to call it. And I see a lot of appeal to this type of lifestyle of first off, like if you don't want to take part in certain things that are happening, um, this does kind of take you off the grid. Of course, your name will still be tied to whatever land you live on. So if you're trying to disappear using these methods, it's, it's not a very good way to disappear. So that's off the table. But if you just kind of want to escape things and escape the, the whole monetary matrix that we live in, it it seems like a pretty good idea. But Dave, what do you think about homesteading? Is this realistic or is this just kind of a, a bunch of talk? Yeah. And I have so many things to say about this as well. Great topics tonight. Hell yeah. Um, okay. Lots of things here. So I say, if you want to be a homesteader and you want to go out and own your own farm and do all this stuff, you should be able to do it. But that doesn't mean that like I need to be a fucking farmer if I don't want to be. I didn't grow up with that kind of stuff. If I have the ability to live in the city and do the things that like do it in a way that I do it now, just a better version of it. And I don't mean a better version of it, like a smart city where everybody's now watching me 24-7 and I have my uh, barcode on my hand and I scan the barcode and it pays for it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just a better version of living in a city. <clears throat> Great. I don't. I'm, I have nothing against any homesteading or living out of a van. And, I, and if probably forced to do it, I could probably handle it. You know what I mean? I was a Boy Scout, not quite an Eagle Scout, but I was there. I mean, I enjoy that kind of stuff. I know a lot about botany. I know a lot about raising animals and chickens. And I know a lot about this stuff and building shelters and even building small homes, starting fires. I know what foods to eat and what not to eat, plants to eat and what not to eat. I know these things, but I'm just, I don't necessarily want to, I like technology and i like the technological world okay with that said you know i do think that there is a 
concerted effort to kind of <laughs> thanks thanks Steph. Um, there is kind of like this effort to sort of move people out of the cities and into homesteading situations. And the type of people they're trying to do to are number one, people that are going to cause problems that are not down with the agenda. They want those people out of the city for sure. That includes, you know, people, you know, at, at this very point in time, it's Republicans or Patriot or Patriots or Trump for at this very time, it's those people. But in other times it was the hippies. You know what I mean? They, like there has always been a time when one group wanted another group out. With all that said, keep going. This great reset stuff. You're going to live in pods. You know, they're going to be eating the bugs and stuff like that. So I think the nefarious twist on this is that when you think of homesteading, you're thinking the future is, oh, I'm just going to I'm going to live on a fucking 15 acre farm and I'm going to be raising my own chickens and I'm going to be. I don't think so. I think. The future that they want for us is that you're going to live in a dirt field, in a very small dirt field that's tiny, in a tiny-ass little thing with other little tiny-ass little things next to you, scrounging for food and fighting over resources. And um, and you're not going to be living in a city. You're just going to be living in dirt fields, eating the bugs and living in your pods. And it's going to be like camping... Um, like it's gonna be like stay in you your know, dirt like, pod and eat your damn bugs. <laughs> exactly. It's it's like that. It's gonna be like that. It's not gonna be like yeah, let's go uh, feed the chickens or uh, milk the cow. It's gonna be like um, go, go scoop up some bugs. <laughs> so I I like the idea of all that. And if you can get to a place where you can buy your own property and go live self-sustainingly, I would say do it as quick as possible. Because I'm not so sure how long this whole facade of the economy is going to last. I don't know. It could be a year. It could be 10 years. It could be 30. But at some point, the amount of money we're printing with the amount of manufacturing we do and the amount of consuming that we do uh, is going to collide in a big way. And there's going to be bread lines in large cities is my personal opinion. So... Get out there, do it if you can. But if you're if you're waiting for government homesteading, get the fuck out of here, dude. You're done. Yeah that that uh that all makes sense to me. And what do you say? Do you want to do one more topic, or are you about to get out of here? One more, okay. So let me go ahead and skip to this one. I want to talk about the possibility of an alien deception. Like, there's so many people that I know, like friends of mine, that are into aliens, like. Some people actually call themselves star seeds, and you know a star seed basically just means you have this like intuit intuitive feeling that you're not from here, like a lot of people that didn't get along with other people in school that didn't fit in, or if you felt like you were an adult when you were a kid, I felt like that like when I was in kindergarten, I was like, I'm a grown up, something's wrong here. I need to tell the adults i'm a grown up i'm I'm trapped in a kid's body like i I felt like I was like I existed before I was born. Like I was in heaven with God making a deal or coming up with a plan or something like that. That's the best way I can explain it. And I've, I've called myself a star seed because I do have these feelings, 
but at the same time it's like a, a lot of a lot of people that call themselves star seeds and stuff like that they get accused of being scammers or um you know they get made fun of here and there and uh, th that kind of sucks but a lot of it has to do with this whole idea of like a, a alien grand deception and the idea of the the shadow government and the elite the illuminati basically trying to convince us the alien protectors are here because it has something to do with the antichrist taking over and he's going to have he's going to have these these uh fake aliens so to speak actually deceive us and and because they're they're they have all this awesome technology it's going to kind of help him get over with the population and they're going to introduce stuff to us that we can use to extend our lives and do things like that. They're also going to claim to be our creators. So Dave, what do you think of the whole idea of uh, people being like star seeds or alien hybrids and this whole concept of an, an alien grand deception? Well, let me just say that I've, I grew up with a lot of ugly people and let me tell you, I would have thought that a couple of them were alien hybrids too, but I digress on that. But like, yeah, this is oh, fuck, dude. Some great topics tonight. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Project Bluebeam, right? This is kind of like a thing that people talk about, like saying, <clears throat> "Are they going to fake an alien invasion?" I mean, we people have been kind of talking about this for a while. We we mentioned William Cooper earlier in the episode. Like, he's been a proponent for this type of stuff for a long time. I still don't know if William Cooper is a shill or not. I mean, he's Navy intelligence, so I that sort of gives him credit, but then also discredits him. And it's like, I don't really know. I, it's hard for me to gauge these people. And I just, I don't know. And aliens to me is the most fun, but I will say that there is it. The reason that there still is something there for me. Okay. First of all, like I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and try to guess like Anunnaki or Archons or the Dracos or these specific types of aliens that people come up with, like those are typically like, those are typically written by like one or two people that like regurgitate the same fucking information for 40 years. And so it just kind of gets ingrained into the, into like the, the lore of conspiracy of alien conspiracy theory. So I don't necessarily believe in all that shit. Like where the fuck do you get the name? Where do you, where do you get this information from? Like, I, get, I understand there's researchers out there that do it and they go, but it's like, it's the, the evidence is so spotty regardless. Okay. However, anytime I see a big divide in a community, I start to have more faith in it because you start to get two, two sides of what people actually think is happening. And I felt like, there's been a big divide within the UFO, UAP, alien community for years and years now. And it's starting to, people are starting to figure out that like, yeah, some of these people might be like, you know, controlled opposition or shills for something or. So with that, like, I have faith that like the people will overcome the bullshit and they're not going to just fall for any little thing. <clears throat> I still think it takes a lot for people to be convinced on certain things. Like I love looking at alien videos. I don't necessarily think every single one is real or fake, but let me tell you, there's a fucking lot of fake ones out there, obviously, but there's also like a lot of ones that I can't debunk. 
or I can't find other people that seem to debunk it that kind of know more about how these fake videos are made that they can't really debunk it either. Sometimes like there was one really good one very recently about this like pyramid shaped, um, in a pyramid shaped UFO in Mexico. That was like the Mexican army was like trying to shoot down. Uh, that was a pretty convincing video. Um, I tried looking for it yesterday. I couldn't find it, but, um, I'm pretty sure it's still out there. So like stuff like that is like, it's cool. It's fun. It's entertaining. Again, I, I'm a sucker for entertaining conspiracy theories. So I, I, I like it. I listen to a guy named Jimmy church almost every night. And like, not because I, I, I honestly think he is probably a shill too, but I just enjoy listening to it because like, yeah, I'm familiar with him. He used to yeah. do coast to coast occasionally. And he, he used to do coast to coast. Yeah. I think his shows shows called fade, fade to black fade to black. Yeah. He's, he's one so of the best people I, for sure. Yeah. I enjoy it. And a lot of people think that he's a shill. That like he's like part of like that control of like that like some people think that like the guy the whole Gaia crew the G A I G I A no G A I A the whole Gaia crew a lot of those people's are people are like controlled op or whatever but like I, I don't know at this point like it's just if I think it is controlled opposition then like I just I just I listen to it with a grain of salt but like it doesn't necessarily mean the shit's not entertaining so with all this said. I think that it's very possible. I, I don't think for a second that they removed. Okay, first of all, it, like a couple years ago, they removed all these UFO and alien videos off of YouTube just to allow CNN and NBC and ABC to like start uploading UFO videos. Like that's the number one thing to me that's like, okay. This is fucking, you guys are trying to do something specific now, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to interrupt, but before you move no. on, I want to say that I've been noticing that happen for years and years. Like, I'll literally constantly go back to look for either uh, a video of UFOs or shadow beings or of hybrids, you know, like the ones with the big, huge eyes. Like, sometimes they have the inner eyelid. I've seen tons of videos like that, but when I go try to search for them, they've almost always been scrubbed. It's freaky. Yeah. Yeah, and again, it's like, why are you going to scrub it, really? Like, if it's not real, like, that, and again, it's like, you're giving, are you giving them more, more worth than they are by deleting them, or are you deleting them because they're actually legit? I don't fucking know if aliens are real, dude. You know, I don't know if... I can take it a step further and say that what I believe is that some of these videos of aliens that we're seeing... They're, they're not only real, but they're actually being doctored to make them look more fake just to totally mind screw us. Like they'll give them yeah. like a glossy edge the, or make ooh, it fuzzy. The radar can't pick it up or can't lock it on or whatever. And yeah. it's like, okay, maybe. And, and again, like I've seen some of these things, like some of these orbs in Long Beach. I've seen them. They've, they've done some crazy shit that like I like I'm pretty sure no – airplane or whatever like it's not a drone um i've seen what drones look like like from far away i'm like no that's definitely a drone like you could see the difference and so yeah i mean i i just i i want i want to believe but again this sort of the problem with this shit too is sort of goes back to the bigfoot and cryptid cryptids kind of uh argument like the cryptic animals or whatever like the nessie and all that shit it's like 
when the narrative and the evidence okay you have more evidence with the ufo stuff because you see things in the sky so that's one thing but all the other evidence like materials or stuff that people think are out there in droves that like really say that like oh there's tons of alien bodies and alien uh tech out there and stuff like that it's like yeah but like we've been hearing the same information on that shit for 30 years literally it's the same fucking information on bigfoot for the last 30 years it's the same information about ufos and uaps for the last 30 40 years nothing has changed and when there's no progression on it it's either super 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 kept under wraps meaning like aliens really did show uh, harry henry kissinger uh a, a uh you know a hologram of Jesus' crucifixion, like it says in Behold the Pale Horse, or it's all bullshit. So I don't know. And like to go back to the star starseed thing, this also a lot of this stuff comes comes goes back to like ancient indigenous peoples talking about like the you know, like the the Cochina or the um the um what's the other one? The Cochina's a big one, the Zuni's a big one, like these tribes have talked about star seeds and star people for fucking three or four hundred years so we think all that even could be bullshit because we don't even know how much of the history that has been written is real or fake now there's more evidence behind it because they have you know three or four thousand year old cave drawings of some of this shit you know what i mean like that go back a long way i'm not saying that that shit can't be doctored either but it's like yeah, we're getting our stuff, we're getting all of our information from like, you know, super esoteric type, like super, you know, old information that's trying to be deciphered through like 10 different languages and it gets filtered and changed every single time. And it's just, it's fun as fuck, but I just, I don't know. I, I can't make a sense either way. Like, I just know that if the government is putting it out, it's f fucking bullshit, dude. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. It's uh, you made a really good point, and I'm going to say that's uh, our, our mind blowing moment of the week. Is the whole thing about we don't seem to get a lot of new information. It's you're right. The stuff that we have now isn't much different than we what we had in the 90s or the 80s or the 70s. It's almost like they're purposely. A kind of simplifying and, and dumbing a lot of this stuff down but to me it looks like it's more evidence towards some sort of grand deception or grand plan um the, one of these um they call him an illuminati insider his name's mo othman i tweet him i retweet him constantly just kind of because i i know what he is and and uh because his information is accurate i retweet him a lot of times and um, everybody should go follow this guy, first of all, because he's telling us what the future is. And he keeps going on saying that there's going to be an upcoming fake alien invasion. And all of his other information yeah, has... Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's been real. So I, I think that's really what we're headed for. I mean, it has nothing to do with whether or not real aliens actually exist. There might be real aliens or draconians or reptilians involved in this. They might either claim to be our creators or they might claim... Or they might be used as a scapegoat. We we might blame them. And we, we have like these other aliens that are also like the same species. They look humanoid and they're pretending to fight against 
these aliens, which are again, the same species, but they just happen to be a different offshoot. Like you have the human looking uh, phenotypes or the human looking examples at war against, or pretending to be at war against the more monstrous looking ones just to fool humanity. And maybe shows like V for Vendetta, or not V for Veneta, but V, you know, the old show about the reptilians, maybe they're kind of designed to set the stage for some of this stuff. But hey, I know you're um, looking to get out of here, Dave. So I'm going to yeah. go ahead and go to break. I just want well, to say, I want to say one thing. And like, this is and one of the topics that you have been into in a long time, which is the occult and, and stuff like that. Actually, in my opinion, I know that like, stuff like adrenochrome and like, you know, baby sacrifice and sacrifice, like, we, I know that that's been a thing in the occult for a long time, but you didn't really have too much information on it. And it, did, it does seem like like with topics that you cover a lot, like <clears throat> we tend to, we have tend to have found out more and more about stuff like this through the last 10, 20 years. That's why I don't really include like the occult and stuff like that in that because like that shit is real. Now, does everything lead to child pedophilia and human trafficking? I don't know. But what I do know is that, like, holy shit, like, we've we've learned a lot more in the past 10 years about the occult and Satanism than maybe the whole last 40 or 50 years. Like, a lot of these secrets have come out and people have died and we've found out about their history and stuff like that. So, like, it's different than the alien thing. Like, the alien thing has, like, or the Bigfoot thing, like, it's it feels like it hasn't really progressed. Whereas, you know, learning about Satanism and the occult and um, what's another good topic like that? Like, I guess Egyptology and stuff like that. Like, we've learned a lot in the past 10 years about that stuff that is verifiable. So that's why, like, in my mind, like, those are, you know, legit real topics that I have no doubt in my mind that, like, there's some real shady shit going on over there. And with aliens, it's sort of like, man, maybe it, it could be real or it could be fake. And the government just knows that it's fake and can just use it against us if they want to or just make some money off of it. So, but yeah, I really appreciate you letting me on the show again. Go to youtube.com slash Dave Sarah. Thank you very much, buddy. Yeah. When is the uh, Deegan Den podcast actually on? DJ and Den, we do it on um, usually on Thursdays, but it's very sporadic these days. I've been doing a lot of time with um, the Down the Rabbit Hole people, so I'm going to link the description of the Down the Rabbit Hole uh, Discord channel in chat, and I would uh, love for you guys to go. I mean, we, we talk about conspiracies all the time. We have these roundtables. It's really fun. Um, and we do, I do, I've been doing a lot of uh, podcasts on that channel too so that's been taking up a lot of my time but yeah dj and den uh that's where we just talk about drugs and comedy and conspiracies down the rabbit hole is more just like round table discussion a bunch of us go and we talk about um different types of conspiracies friday and saturday nights so i would love for uh, all you guys to come on come talk to us to daniel we loved it last time so i'll link that in the description in the chat for you guys yeah absolutely that was a lot of fun i definitely want to up with you guys again but anyways dave thanks for coming on i'm gonna go ahead and let you go and then we're gonna go ahead and do a little break and then i'll come back and vamp a little bit more you know try to go at least another half hour 
and just talk about a few things, see if anybody else wants to jump on. And then we'll call today, call tonight, actually. Right on. Raising consciousness and awakening mankind. This is End of Days Radio.
and welcome back to the end of days once again i am your host daniel yudor daniel yudor if you notice eodr just stands for end of days radio so (laughs) so i'm daniel yudor and it looks like we have a gentleman joining us but he's not he's not uh (laughs) <laughs> he's not showing himself on the camera and he's just got a blank screen. So I'm not going to bring him on because he might be another flasher and I don't like flashers. I think that's nasty. I mean, did it make me chuckle a little bit on some level? Sure. You know, it's a dude flashing, but the harm that it does to this program is not worth it. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I'm here to listen and maybe talk. That's what he's saying. Buddy, you gotta get a cam. You gotta show me you gotta show me yourself first before I put you up here. Or or what you gotta do is call in. So you can call the number at two oh nine three four eight. Uh two oh nine three four eight uh sorry. Nine eight one zero. Two nine three four eight nine eight one zero, and then and then we can talk. So I mean, it's not that I don't want you on here. I definitely want you on here. I mean, this is an open line show. It sucks if I don't have lots of people participating. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, because of what happened last time with the guy showing his wiener and saying the n word, I can't just bring on anybody if they're not going to show me their face on camera first. And I will see if anybody has the balls. No pun intended. To, oh, wait. There he is. So, uh, uh, okay. We see his face. So, if he pulls out his wiener, then I'm going to edit it. But I'm going to give him a chance here. No wiener. No wiener. No I'm wiener just a, yet. I'm just a dude. <laughs> I'm just a uh, 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 into the rabbit hole guy listening. I didn't even mean to click on a link. But if we in here, we in here. Yeah, you you seem. I, as <laughs> this soon as you showed random. As soon as you showed me your face, I was cool. I yeah, mean, no, no, I'm not the penis guy. Whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for not being the penis guy. I appreciate you keeping your parts in your pants like a normal human being uh, and not like a freaking <laughs> monkey with a heart no, on. <laughs> no worries no worries no i'm just a conspiracy theorist in the crowd just hanging out i just i happen stance on this and i'm just i was listening that's it for about 10 minutes and i'm in here what y'all talking about that's all i'm trying to figure out well first off thanks for jumping on i really appreciate you doing that um so your name's hugh <laughs> It's it's my online moniker that I've had for like ten years. It, it's huge organ. If you get that, I mean, that's about the closest you're gonna get to a penis. Is me <laughs> joking about it. That's perfect. I the penis jokes are great. It's just the actual imagery isn't really cool with me. But... I'm not the comedian. My brother is shit. Oh, your brother's a comedian. He's starting to get to it, to be honest. Yeah, he enjoys it. He does comedian. Uh, uh, he does stand up and stuff here and there in in Dallas and uh, Fort Worth and stuff. So, cool. I'm a fan. Yeah, that's awesome. So, are you? Um, had, were you listening earlier? Dude, I caught like ten minutes of it. 
I did. I did. I caught 10 minutes of it. I just saw the name End of Days Radio. I clicked on the link in the Discord, actually. It oh, was nice. uh, the uh, the Rabbit Hole Discord. Oh, nice. Awesome. The, yeah, I'm a tinfoil hatter, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a Sam, Sam Tripoli guy. Is uh, I've been into that for probably about three, four years. I'm in... I wouldn't say deep. I'm just not. I'm just a fan of it necessarily. Really, it's all entertainment because uh, I'm a big believer of uh, all lies come from a truth. Do you, you do you, know? Do you feel like you're up to handle one of these topics I'm about to throw out? You ready to get into it? Yeah, I am. Really, to be honest. Yeah, if you want to throw it out, if right. I've heard about it, I can talk about it. All right, let's do it. Okay, so. I want to talk a little bit about Black Friday. Like Black Friday is huge, <laughs> and you know I've I'm already seeing it on social media. I'm seeing videos of people trampling on each other. I'm seeing marked down deals, stuff that costs four hundred dollars being marked up to six hundred dollars and marked back down to four hundred dollars. All kinds well, of I things mean, like that. That's what they want, isn't it? That's what they want. Yeah, that's all they're trying to get. They just they just want bodies. That's all. It don't matter whether if you look at it as a demonic ritual or if if it's just uh, just it's money. However you want to look at it, they just want bodies at the end of the day. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Like, is this some kind of ritual? I mean, why is something that's supposed to be so positive called Black Friday? Why wouldn't they call it Good Luck Friday or Open Up Your Presents Friday or Get Your Butt Down to the Store and Spend All Your Money Friday? Why Black Friday? Why why does it have this like negative sort of aura around it? Like we're gonna not only is it called Black Friday, but we're gonna, all gonna go out and stomp on each other and beat each other to death over some Cabbage Patch Kids. Any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's all ritualistic, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't matter what we know; it's rich, ritualistic. They're gonna set it up however they want to and, and make it into what they want. I mean, look at all the like shit what this is a super bowl uh halftime shows and all these uh concerts and everything like what was that the juice world people just died at that that whole situation with that and they're calling it demonic rituals and everything else i mean however you want to look at it i there's something behind it for sure i think whether my thing about stuff like that is it's the power you give it it doesn't necessarily mean the rituals are going to work. It's just if you give it power, you give you make it work at the same time. So whether you're actually doing an actual ritual from, you know, whatever, demonic or if you're a witch or anything like that, you give it power just by speaking it into existence, you know? Yeah, so, I, I could not agree more with that. Like. Even like a lot of comedians, like I even do this a lot. Like I'll, I'll put myself down. I'll say like, Oh, I suck. Or, you know, I'm a fat ass or, you know, things like that. But the thing is like all these little mm -hmm. things you say about yourself are literal spells. And you, yeah, you speak it into existence. It's not good to talk about yourself negatively. You know, it, you give it power, whatever. And if you feed into that, it just makes it stronger, whether you believe in that or not, whether it's, localized or if it's you know international whatever however you want to look at it you give it power and if people watch that if you make it viral whatever you know stuff like that that's what makes it big that's that's why they publicize it i think personally on you know tv whatever commercials halftime shows again whatever uh 
Dude, I know this is funny, but I, I watched a little clip today on YouTube about Jeff Bezos. And it was just a quick little clip to show my mom it was funny, da-da-da-da-da. But at the same time, you, it makes you think. And it was about Jeff Bezos. It was, Jeff Bezos is Dr. Evil. And then it was an interview, a quick little clip of an interview about uh, uh, Jeff Bezos talking about... Uh, uh, the guy asked him a question saying that you're trying to take it as far as you can. And Jeff Bezos just sat there and said, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then a clip of Dr. Evil laughing with his go, mum, 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 mum. you know, I mean, whether that's real or not, if you give it power, you give it power. You know, speaking into existence, that man wants to go further and deeper into space, whether we, you know, the general public knows what they know or not. He's going to get out there. Yeah, so. I was uh, I was really, you know, years and years ago, I was a really big Terrence McKenna guy. Like, I used to just yeah, download Terrence his McKenna, stuff. Terrence McKenna, dude. Yeah. And Microdose he, the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he used to actually talk about some interesting stuff, kind of how our whole reality is built on words. And he's really the only guy that I, I heard talking like this, especially, like, a, a decade ago when I was downloading, like, torrents full of his stuff. And all that, mm -hmm. and, and and also positive affirmations can be tremendously powerful as well. Like it sounds so dorky. Like I wake up in the morning, I get in front of the mirror, and I say, "Daniel, you are great. You are a great podcaster. You are a great host." But <laughs> I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get through it. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. You got to get through. You got to get through it any way you can. And I think, I man, you're talking about speaking into into existence and making it work. Oh my god! I just brain farted so hard. I had no a thought worries. in my head. <laughs> I do that oh all the time. Oh my god! It's gone. Jesus Christ! See that? That's why I because I used to like I used to get high before every show, but then I kept forgetting <laughs> these great points. Like I'd come up with this genius stuff on the spot, and I just forget it two mm. seconds later. I'd be like, going, "No!" And all that I would have yeah. visual representation is the anger. I do that all the time. I need to have a notepad with me, really, to just start writing that shit down all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got my notes in front of me all the time. <clears throat> but I'm going to I'm gonna to go ahead. Honest, and... This is the first time I've been live in a camera for anything for anybody except for maybe a fight. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you know, speaking of the Super Bowl halftime shows that you brought up, uh, mm -hmm. One of the most spectacular performances, I think it was 2019. I could be wrong about that, but was the talking the, about Beyonce? No, the Lady Gaga Super Bowl. Oh yeah. shit! With the meat suit. Yeah, that was yeah. Crazy. People don't bring that up too often. Like, what does that even represent? She's like wearing like actual meat. Where, where who knows what the fuck it is really? But you know what it represents at the same time. Yeah, That's symbolism. Symbolism is everything. Yeah, she, uh, Lady Gaga is a whole rabbit hole onto herself. Like, I was kind of talking about her on social media. I made a tweet just saying, let's all pray for Lady Gaga. And all these crazy-ass bot, trolls, shill, whatever they are, started attacking me. Like, it's sending me weird, like, satanic-looking spells and stuff like that. But look what happened to Lady Gaga at the same time after that. I mean, she was already big, but she even blew up even more with the movie roles and everything else. It's like, you have to, you have to get in where you fit in, and if you you do rituals and shit like that. I mean, you do what you're told at the same time. Like, yeah, what you gonna do and if the, you're in that world? The latest one that I noticed them doing that to now is that uh, Doja Cat. She seems to be following the exact same sort of 
program where she just started off like appearing on other people on other other uh, rapper chicks music videos and stuff like that now it's like she's the main thing that they're pushing that. i did not think of that but you're completely right and she is definitely falling down that hole with everybody else but isn't that the game though at the same time with hollywood for sure um so i want to go ahead and move on to the next topic um you got another one in you topics for me yeah you ready to do another round Ooh. Oh no! I mean, I mean, I, mean, I got obvious. One. If you want to get down there, you know, what I'm saying with the tinfoil hatters and and all the all them people, it's China, dude. Oh, you want to talk about? Because that's the mo- that's the most prevalent threat. If you want to get to it, okay, yeah, that sounds great. I mean, you I love- don't think China and the CCP is the most prevalent threat. No, I to agree the with United you. States, and, and, I, and I love that. I, I love mean, that you actually brought a topic with period, you. Really. Yeah, I love that you brought a topic with you. Like, what's going on in China right now is freaking scary. They're about to probably invade Taiwan. They're fucking Germany Nazi all over again, but we ain't nobody saying nothing about it. How do they have the power to shut everybody down and make them bend? Like they made LeBron James bend to their will, fucking John Cena. Did you see John Cena just straight up speaking (laughs) Mandarin to everybody? That's not racist. That's not against you know, Chinese people or anything yeah, like that, sure. but we know. it shows how much power China has. Oh, I mean, just, that, that's just over media. They, how much power they have to make somebody bow down over Taiwan, over another country's existence. Yeah. They're, this is John Cena too. The guy that's supposed to be like Mr. Captain America and supposed mm-hmm. to represent all the kids and everything. Uh, did did you yeah. see that Fast and the Furious movie, the last one? No, I did not. I refuse. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse that shit. <laughs> it, it was as bad as the rest of them. I mean, I watched them all because I'm a fan of the series, but they are some stupid ass movies. I mean, the yeah, pa- dude, I'm a car guy. I don't want to see a Pontiac Fiero going into space. Like, what are you doing? Oh, nice. <laughs> so you're a car guy, huh? Yeah, I'm a huge car guy. I've been since I was a kid. What what kind of um, rigs do you drive or work on? And anything you want to bring up? Because I mean, uh, I know a lot of my Me listeners. Are no, cars. dude, I'm broke. I ain't got no money to work on nothing. I I mean, I have a I have a 1981 Malibu sitting in my uh, driveway that I can't put no money into. Those are what awesome. Else? I, they are. They're lovely. I love them. <laughs> Hell yeah. If you know anything about GMs or or, or, or Chevys or anything like that. All I got to say is G-Body crew. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I'm yeah, in that G-Body family. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of one of the types that I'm not about, like, expensive. I'm more about, like, unique and quality. rare and quality and, you know, it's just stuff that's different and original and cool. Like, you know, your car Definitely. can become a work of art, even if it's a Pinto mm-hmm. or something. Um, Man, shit. Yeah, and, and circling back to China, so... Mm, yeah. <laughs> One thing that's really—I dis- mean, everybody knows there's a genocide going on, like as we speak right now, a genocide, like Nazi Germany. Everybody knows that. Everybody know, like, I mean, how are we not doing anything about this? That's what I want to know. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you have a lot of apologists for China that will tell you, no, everything they're doing is normal. It's just being twisted by Western propaganda. But they- how, how is it getting through, though? Like, how, like. How are we letting this? I don't understand it. China, I mean, besides the amount, they're just people. They're not more technologi- technologically advanced than we are. 
when it comes to war or anything like that, they're just piggybacking off of everybody else. That's China's game. And that's what their game has always been is piggybacking off of everybody. So, I mean, it doesn't make sense how we can't just trump them out period when it comes to economics or money or war or technology or anything. They are literally piggyback. They take technologies from everybody else and then they try to improve on it. And that's it. They may have something with some of those, but why like shut them down? Why can't we shut them down? It's all economics with them because they're, they're looking into the 10, 20, 30 year war. They're not looking at the now like most com- uh, uh, countries are, like we are. We're stuck in a, a political rut. China's winning right now simply bec- uh, for the fact that we're looking at politics in our own country, period. So they're just going to keep winning. So w- when are we going to get our heads out of our asses? You know, obviously, you know, Biden, puppet, everybody knows Biden's puppet. Oh yeah. What are we going to do there? What's going to happen next year? Are we going to get Kamala Harris as pre- acting president when he falls down or whatever? He breaks his hip, something. Is Trump going to be able to come back in and, and uh, fight with the like? What is that? I, I'm not sure. I'm not huge on the rules of politics or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure if uh, like both parties, what Kamala Harris and Biden, both can't you know, do the job or anything like that. There has to be uh, what I'm not sure what the term is, a middle election or anything like that in the middle of a term or anything. When the president falls off or he can't do his job or anything like that, they have to have a new election and he can get, he can get uh, off of technicalities uh, um, voted back in, in a way for like two years and then run again, get those four years. He would be like the first president to ever do Ten years in a way. I mean, if it could happen, but uh, yeah, here, Nancy Pelosi after Kamala, you're fucking out of your mind. What? You're out of your mind. <laughs> he, he just got told Apologies. from somebody in the back. I did. Quiet down. She's more badass than I am. <laughs> but hey, you know but, yeah, what you're saying about um, Kamala taking over something like that. It seems to me from the beginning. They were setting the stage from that, like almost like they want us to not like Joe Biden. Have you kind of gotten that impression? Like they don't want us to like him? I haven't thought of it about like that. I I really have not thought of it like that in a way, but it, damn, that's a brain twister for sure. Are they doing that on, oh my God, that like opens up a whole new window. The fuck? Damn, this is the multiverse spreading off right now. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, Brett, hold on. Damn it, I missed that. What did she just Here, I'll say put that it again? Right. If you I'll can, I just missed that. Prez, vice prez, and then, then speaker of the house, Nancy. Yeah, but no. How are we gonna get Nancy Pelosi? And if nobody likes Nancy Pelosi, worse than everybody else, it doesn't make any sense. She can't make it. She can't. Everybody's gonna vote her out. Is this gonna turn into a dictatorship or what? If she like, I mean, that's the only way she's gonna make it in. If the the government forces her in, that the like, yeah. I want to hear some more from what she was saying. <laughs> what was she saying? Uh, that's heaven is here. Um, yeah, she's she's pretty cool. She's actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's valid I points. I'm not, to trying, to, I'm not trying to like be hostile or anything. I oh, just yeah, don't I see it. No, it's just the order. Well, for sure. But the people have a say in it. 
especially now more than ever, because we're you know we're fighting back. Yeah, like, fighting like what back. we're doing right now. I want this to be like the new town square. So you know, yelling and shouting—that's fine. I mean, that's opinion. Yeah. That's what we want. We want to, to be speak able to conversate. Time. You have to. You can't argue all the time. It doesn't work. And uh, moving on, I want to switch topics and keep things kind of moving. Hugh, you ready for another round? I got another topic to serve up to you. You ready for this? I'll do one more, and then I need to, like, stop being loud. <laughs> <laughs> fair fair enough. So For sure. The, the next thing I want to talk about is I want to get into religion a little bit and um, why you may or may not believe in Jesus Christ. Like, I'm a Christian. I've kind of looked into the history stuff. I believe in Christ. I follow his teachings. I think he's, you know, he's a good guy at the end of the day, despite what people think about him. But uh, what do you think about that, Hugh? What do you think about the whole idea of Jesus Christ? Are you a believer, non-believer, and why? I believe in God, first and foremost, in, in, the, in, in the definition and the concept of an almighty creator. That's what I believe in that. But I, I don't like religion in any way, shape, or form. It's religion people fight over, people kill over, there's wars fought over it, there's massacres, genocides, people argue. It, when you add the word religion into it, there's always an argument and that always escalates no matter what. So I am opposed 100% to religion and I am for 100% faith. Whatever that is for you personally have that run with that work with that but don't push that on nobody else simple because nobody knows nothing at the end of the day when you end it and you you know when you're going on them pearly gates or you're going on that next dimension or you're going on to the underworld however you want to look at it there's a next that's how i feel about it whether or what and somebody had to create this because it is divine and it is perfect mathematically. I like Everything. that. I like that. So, uh, Hugh, I'm going to let you go in a second, but I just want to give you one more chance to go ahead and say whatever you want to say. And if you want to plug anything or give any shout outs, please do that now. I ain't nobody special. I ain't nobody special, but I love y'all. I'm in that tinfoil hatters, hey, rabbit holes, people, everybody who's with me. We're the important ones because mainstream media is out of it. It doesn't matter. Mainstream media is shit now. We are the media because we're the ones searching for the truth. So you keep searching for the truth. Do what you do. Fuck religion. Have faith. And just try to prosper. At the end of the day, everybody's trying to do good. That's it. That's all I'm trying to do. Well, Hugh, thank you very much for joining us on this Friday Night Open Lines. I do hope that you stop by again in the future because we had a great time. Dude, I might. This is literally the first time I've ever done anything like this. The only time I've ever ever been uh, televised is on XKO on uh, YouTube, and that was my first fight, second fight, third fight. If you all want to watch that, XKO on YouTube. I'm a 145er in kickboxing, Muay Thai. Well, you you know what I think, Hugh? get back in there eventually. You know what I think? I think God sent you. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe if you have faith. Exactly. All right, Hugh. Thanks a lot for joining us. I'm going to take you off, and I hope to see you again in the future. Yes, sir. It was a pleasure. That was Hugh. A lot of fun, that guy.
I didn't know he, I never met him before, never talked to him before. I saw him pop up here in the backstage and I was like, all right, here we go. Another flasher. <laughs> but luckily he decided to show his beautiful face there on camera. And I was able to confirm that. You see, the thing is, usually if someone's going to pull their dong out, they're not going to show their face first. And if somebody did do that, then they probably deserve to show their dong because that takes a lot of balls, no pun intended, to, you know, show your face and then show your genitalia. I don't think anybody would really do that. So I think that's a pretty good uh, way to filter out, you know, who's going to be good and who's who's not going to be good. So we, we had two great callers or two great um, web cameras, whatever you want to call it. Go ahead and join us. And I'm having fun here. I like this. I do. I got to be honest with you. I like this. And it's going to get better and better. If it, if it feels like it's not great now, then just think about the potential here. Um, if you want to join us, all you have to do is either you know go, go to the YouTube chat, go to the top where it has a link to, to uh, join the stream. And you can just click that link and it'll take you to the backstage. And if you have a camera and you have a, a microphone of some kind, most cameras are going to have a mic, then you can go ahead and join us. And it's going to be just like this. It's going to be like a town square. But, hey, uh, just a reminder, don't forget to go to endofdaysradio.com and donate. Uh, really need your donations. This is going to be a donation-only platform. So you can either you can click on Donate, and you can donate with PayPal, or you can donate some Bitcoin, you know, really easy ways to donate. And that helps our program because, like I said, we're going to be doing this Friday night open lines every Friday night. Now we have somewhere where we can congregate. Um, now we have somewhere where we can get these ideas out here. And it's not just going to be like, a, you know, I'm tired of just doing these interviews. It feels very robotic after a while. There's no skepticism. There's nobody saying, hey, screw you. I don't I don't agree with your opinion. You know, I would never want to treat my guests in, in that way. But um, this platform this new way of doing thing is also going to make the interview shows better because I can bring you on and have you do a split screen with our guests now. So even that is going to be much improved. And, and that's the type of stuff we want to see from end of days radio. We want to see evolution. We want to see mainstream success. We want things to, to keep flowing and stay entertaining. If, if it's not interesting, hopefully I've, at least it's a little funny. You know, you got to be one or the other. You got to be either interesting or funny. And that's the type of program I want to have here. If you, if anybody that's listening, have, have a little balls, you know, come down here with your camera, with your microphone and jump in. You don't have to be some great speaker. You don't have to be a genius. If you just want to come on and say, Hey, Daniel, just want to say, hi, that's it. I'm going to get off now. That's fine. If you want to come on here and say a little prayer, that's fine. If you want to do a puppet show, that's fine. If you want to go and tell us some hot piece of information that you found out, that's fine with me. Like right now, you know, we have a, a couple dozen or so people um, watching live. But before you know it, that's going to be 300. That's going to be 600. That's going to be 1,000. And that's when things are going to really get cracking. And that's when things are going to really get fun with this program. Because you join us here every Friday night, and I guarantee you will have a good time, especially if you participate. It's so much more funner if you participate. Believe me. Believe me. So please join in. Uh, so the round table, I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, I, I got to apologize to everybody. I scheduled this whole round table. I had five to seven people committed. 
everybody was ready to go, you know, that there was going to be a way where we get this new platform off the ground and really start experimenting with it. But uh, I was working late. I came home. I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. I boiled a couple of bad hot dogs and they weren't just bad. They were like a couple weeks old. I didn't realize it. You know, they're probably sliming up. I didn't even notice. And I ate one of them or ate a couple of them. I woke up the next morning and I felt like I was dying. I literally felt like I was dying. You know, usually on Sundays I'll watch Kermit and friends, um, you know, Kermit and friends with Eliza Jordana. <coughs> Um, I, I've gone on that show a few times, but now I mostly just, I mostly just kind of hang out and, um, you know, just watch the show on Sundays because it's a good show. You know, it's, it's really innovative and it's different. And Elisa, she's very, um, you know, she's, she's uh, very eccentric and different and it's, you know, it's fun just kind of being a part of that whole thing. Um, so I, I made it through Kermit and friends and, it came time to do my show and I was just cramping. I, I was hallucinating. I was seeing bugs crawl down the walls. I was having weird dreams and I was just a mess. And I actually limped up to my computer and I almost got the round table started. Like I had Rachel Tobias in the back and it sucks so much because I love having Rachel on my show. You know, she's so funny. She's so different. But I had to just turn her away and say, Rachel, I'm so sorry. I'm not able to do the roundtable. And I felt so bad because I know everybody was looking forward to it. And I let everybody down. And, ugh, you know, it just sucks when that happens. And first of all, don't ever eat bad food, especially meat, right? You don't ever want to eat bad meat because it's disgusting, it's it's bad enough that we even eat meat, but I'm eating a form of pork and a form of pork that's going bad. And there's reason why the Bible is against some of this stuff. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but um, I feel bad and I want to make it up to everybody. So first off, every Friday night, we're pretty much doing a roundtable here. So anybody that was scheduled to be on that show, feel free to stop by on a Friday night. And I am going to reschedule the roundtable, but... A problem is I scheduled myself into a hole. Like I've got all these interviews. I've got people coming on my show and I, I really need to reset and look at December and decide what we're going to do. I can't just keep doing shows like this either. I've got to bring some guests on, right? Because there's a lot of people that are expecting a certain type of show and are expecting top notch guests from end of days radio, because that's what we've always done. So it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like uh, one of those things where I'm going to do the roundtable show. I just don't know when. I, I can't sit here and set up a date. Probably next month, probably in December, um, maybe around Christmas time, it makes a lot of sense, like a Christmas roundtable show, and we can we can be merry and we can break bread and we can do like a Christmas thing. To me, that actually makes a lot of sense. And we can get some good topics going. Um, but first, I want to get some good guests on because, um, like, a big purpose of this is to kind of get some momentum going. So having some good guests on will also help us build some momentum. And if if this stuff I'm talking about, if this somehow helps you and your show and your broadcast, I totally don't even care. 
I think that's great. Like if all the people that have been kind of in, inspired by my show or who end up starting their own platform, like I've had some people tell me some very gracious things like, like Daniel, you're the man, you're the innovator. You're, you know, you're the whole reason I'm getting this stuff. I love hearing, I love hearing that because, you know, if I was to inspire somebody that went on to enlighten thousands and thousands of people, that makes me feel very good. That gives me like some kind of power kick or something. It just makes me feel good. I don't know why. So I absolutely love that stuff. Um, you know, I, I never want this show to be boring. And the great thing is that you guys, you know, like that call from Hugh, I thought that was great. Like that guy was damn entertaining. And <laughs> the the nice thing about Friday nights is you guys are going to be able to make your own entertainment. So you'll be able to come in here and just, you know, do whatever you want. If you want to plan out something funny, I don't care. You know, sky's the limit as to what we can achieve on this platform. Uh, kind of wanted, kind of wanted to, um, where'd it go? Oh, geez. I was going to do like a book of the week. I don't know where I put it though. Cause I was thinking like we do the mind blowing moment of the day. And well, you know what? I have this book on hand. So, so the, the book <laughs> I'm going to recommend this week is the King James Bible. Simply because the actual book I wanted to show, I don't know where I put it. And my Bible's always within reach because I like to flash it on this program and virtue signal and show what a a great Christian that I am. So, you know, nice, good quality copy of the King James I picked up from Amazon for like $5. It was dirt cheap and it's great. But, um... I was thinking that it might be cool because people are always asking me like, what books do you read? What websites do you go to? If I can remember, I'll bring up a book that I like or a website that I like at the end of every episode. That way we have a little bit more to talk about. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and draw this to a close because I think this was a good show. But when you have a good show, you don't want to ruin it by making it a bad show. So we had a couple of great listeners call in. And I'm doing everything I can to try to motivate more people to jump in on here. Friday nights, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you're on the East Coast, you're going to be looking at, what, uh, 8 o'clock? And I structured it this way on purpose so that you East Coast people don't have to stay up too late to take part of this program. And this program is perfect. If you don't have, like, a happening Friday night... If you're kind of a nerd like me, and you're not going out. Who Who's even doing stuff like that nowadays with all this COVID stuff and mandates? Who's going out on Friday nights? You don't have to. You can hang out with me right here on End of Days Radio, and we can do whatever we want. We can we can drink. Like, I, maybe for the Christmas roundtable, we can all get sloppy drunk and see what that turns into. I'm not opposed to it. It's just one night a year. That's not a sin. Christ created wine out of water. Dionysus did it first, but Christ also did it. We can look into that. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the sky's the limit. The sky's ha ha. I love that. You know, it's great to make people laugh. Um, uh, let me go ahead and do housekeeping one more time. I really need donations. I won't say how or why again, but endofdaysradio.com please join the discord please join the discord please please join the discord like the there's a purpose to doing this discord thing because 
the people that end up being big in the discord, you know, th- these are the people that are going to be listening to the live show. And these are the people that are going to be contributing. So think of the discord, like the backstage where we kind of plan out the show. And I, uh, you know, I'm shamelessly lifting this off of other podcasts and how they do things. You know, I'm not going to claim to be some great inventor. I mean, I've invented plenty of stuff with this program, but I, I don't need to steal other people's credit or anything like that. So this is just stuff that I see other programs doing. It works for them. So why not evolve? Right. So please go to endofdaysradio.com, click on that Discord link, and then we can really get down and dirty. Say hi. Don't forget to say hi. And uh, join tlbtalk.com. You know, once again, I really believe in that program. Join TLB Talk and uh, add me as a friend. And other than that, boy, I had a great time doing this show. Oh, my God. I feel so good right now. I do. Because I know that this is fun. So I will talk to you guys next time. Um, next time we get together, let's see here. That's going to be Wednesday of next week. So, uh, 5 PM PST, I'll be interviewing Todd from the Godcast. So, uh, once again, this guy seems pretty cool and we're going to go deep into some really alternative history and spiritual topics. So, um, we're going to have a great time there. I'll be well prepared and we'll go ahead and let you guys call in or, or hop on, hop on the stream, you know, using your camera. What I'll, I'll get those links out and we can have a great time and I'll see you guys then until next time. Good night, everybody.